Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Are you looking for a place where you get some practical and helpful tips on how to manage this crazy life and find balance in motherhood? Then we're here for you. Join us for all the raw and real girl talk right here. You're listening to All the Things. All the Things. All the Things with Chong and Beck. Hey. Hey, hey. What is up? I am so excited. I'm very excited. I'm very, very <laughs> excited about this one. It is. It's a good one. It's funny because so we have obviously um done I think six or seven episodes mm-hmm. and we always talk about how Becca's a two and how I'm an eight and every time we do it Brant goes you guys need to talk about the Enneagram you need to explain what you're talking about because people that don't know what that is is going to be really confused right. as you can tell my husband has a lot of opinions just like I do so <laughs> <laughs> so no. it was about time so at the, today we're going to talk about the Enneagram Yay! So, Becca, I don't... When was the first time you ever heard about the Enneagram? When I met you. Okay, yeah. I made Not you take the test. Lie. Not <laughs> even going to lie. When I met you. And then I was like, I think yeah. maybe I heard about it. Like, maybe in passing. Never even gave it, like, a second thought. And then I met you, and it was maybe, like... Uh, frick, I don't know. Probably, like, two months before you talked about the Enneagram. And then now it's like, I hear you talk about it all the time and you know so much about it. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed for real. Yeah. But I mean, I think I learned about it the year that I was in Utah as well. So 2018. Yeah. Maybe more like 2019 actually. And it was because I had, so I have a friend from Hawaii and she would always post that she was a type four on her Instagram. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I don't know what this is, but it looked like it was kind of like Meyer Briggs. If you guys know what that is, just like a personality test. And then our mutual friend, Andy talked one day about her stuff as well in the Enneagram. And I was like, what is this? So I ended up messaging her and she's actually the reason I know about it because she sent me the test. And I took it and everything it said that I was, I was like, yes, that is a hundred percent me. Right. So I just started to dive into it, look things up on Pinterest. I found a podcast, which, um, that podcast is amazing. It's the Enneagram coach. Yes. The podcast is exactly what it's called. And so if you guys want to go listen to her she really, really dives into it. I don't, I wouldn't say I'm an expert, but Brant was like, you're pretty advanced. So I guess we'll just say that I'm pretty advanced. Yeah. Um, I know a whole lot about my number and I know a whole lot about the people around me and their numbers. And the reason I am obsessed with it is because there were things in my life about people that I love that were frustrating for me. And I just couldn't understand why they did what they did and why they acted the way they acted with certain things. And when I started to dive into the Enneagram and then I asked everybody around me, I literally texted them the test and said, take this test. Right. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Becca was one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I need to know what everybody around me is. And when I found out what everybody's numbers were, and then I started to dive more into those numbers and what made people tick and why they did what they did. I'm telling you, it opened up my eyes and I was able to understand why people do certain things like, like you know, I, my mom love her to death, but there's things that she does that drives me crazy. Or my mother-in-law, she's a two. And I just couldn't understand why I always had to be affir- like affirming her yeah. and like, thank you. And I love this. And that was so thoughtful of you. And it, as an eight, that takes extra effort for us. Yeah. And I just didn't understand why I had to do such a thing. And now I understand it's because she's a two. And, you know, so anyway, yeah. just starting a little to- extra love. Just a little bit, and that's okay. But I'm just mm-hmm. glad that now I understand why, because before I just didn't get it. Yeah. So that's why the Enneagram is so close to my heart because of that. Um, but I guess we'll just kind of dive into it. And then depending on our time, we probably can just share what ours is and what how close we think it is to who we yeah. are. Yeah, for sure. Okay. There is a good amount of information. So the Enneagram, what I've seen is if you guys know what the Meyer Briggs test is, the Meyer Briggs is how people, how the world understands you, but the Enneagram is how you understand the world. Mm. So that is like, it just helps you to understand those around you. It's a relationship type of understanding how you are going to be in relation to others around you and how Mm -hmm. you behave affects them and how they behave affects you and why. So there is numbers one through nine. There's nine different types. And the first one, number one is the reformer and they are your moral perfectionist. Mm. So I took a lot of notes. Um, So I'm going to go off of my notes because I wanted to make sure that I hit every number evenly um, because obviously there's some that I could talk tons about um, over others. So ones are conscientious and ethical with a strong sense of right and wrong. They are teachers, crusaders, and advocates for change. They're always striving to improve things, but afraid of making a mistake. They are well-organized, orderly, and fastidious. They try to maintain high standards, but can slip into being critical and professionistic. They typically have problems with resentment and impatience. Now, all the numbers have like a basic fear. And so for a one, their basic fear is they have the fear of being corrupt or evil or defective. And their basic desire is to be good and to have integrity. They want everybody to think of them as somebody that is good, that they have good inside of them. To be thought yeah. anything else would tear them apart. Um, so then we have our growth and our stresses of each number, which I am going to go into detail about it. But for a number one, they if they are healthy – 
and they are growing, they will take on a number seven, which is the enthusiast. Mm -hmm. If they are stressed out and they are not healthy emotionally, they will take on the number four, which is the individualist. And again, I will go into detail about that. Um, so that is a number one. Uh, number, so it, when you think of a number one, you're going to think the perfectionist. They just, everything's uh -huh. got to be perfect. They are going right. to be the ones that when you are lining things up, they have to be lined up exact. When you are putting mm -hmm. pictures on the wall, they need to make sense. Everything has got to be perfect and it has to make sense. Yes. Okay. So next is the number two. And the number two is the helper and the supportive yes. advisor. Twos are empathetic, sincere, and warm-hearted. They are friendly, generous, and self-sacrificing, but can also be sentimental, flattering, and people-pleasing. They are well-meaning and driven to be close to others, but can slip into doing things for others in order to be needed. They typically have problems with possessiveness and with acknowledging their own needs. Their basic fear is of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved. Their basic desire is to feel loved. And if they are growing and healthy, they take on a number four, which is the individualist. And if they are stressed out, they take on number eight, which is the challenger. So number twos are, they are the ones that are always going to be there to be helpful. You need somebody to make a meal for a mom, a two's going to be there. You need a shoulder to cry on, a two's going to be there. They thrive on being needed. That is how they feel loved. So, and they just want to be appreciated too. They don't want to be needed and felt used. They want to be needed and feel appreciated. So mm -hmm. next is number, do you feel, do you feel like that's kind of right, Becca? <laughs> I feel like that's hundred percent accurate. <laughs> well, that's good. At least it's accurate. <laughs> okay. So a number three is the achiever. And honestly, I think I know one three, which is Zach. And that's only because you told me he's a three. three. Yeah. Yeah. I so a three is. <laughs> well, here we go. The three is the achiever. Threes are self-assured, attractive, and charming, ambitious, competent, and energetic. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. They are diplomatic and poised, but can also be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workaholism and competitiveness. Their basic fear is of being worthless and their basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. When a three is healthy and growing, they are going to take an, on number six, which is the loyalist. And when they are stressed out, they are going to take on number nine, the peacemaker. Now, I didn't say this before, but when I say that they take on a number when they're growing, that means that they take on the good characteristics of that number because every number has their super positive and then there's a little bit of negative, right? Like we're not mm -hmm. perfect people. So when they're growing and they take on a number six, they're taking on the good parts of the six. When they are stressed out and they take on a number nine, the peacemaker, they're taking on the 
more negative characteristics of a nine. Mm. So then the next one is number four. And number four is the individualist. And this is the one that sees beauty in everything. So fours Mm -hmm. are self-aware, sensitive, and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective. They can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. They typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. Their basic fear is that they have no identity. And their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance. When they are growing and healthy, they take on the good attributes of number one, the reformer. And when they're stressed out, they take on the negative attributes of number two, the helper. Um, Next is number five, the investigator. Fives are alert, insightful, and curious. They are able to concentrate and focus on developing complex ideas and skills. Independent, innovative, and inventive, they also become preoccupied with their thoughts and imaginary constructs. They become detached yet high-strung and intense. They typically have problems with eccentricity and Uh isolation. Their basic fear is of being useless, helpless, or incapable. Their basic desire is to be capable and competent. When they are growing and healthy, they take on the good attributes of a seven, the enthusiast. When they are stressed out, they take on the negative attributes of eight, the challenger. Um, okay. Number six is the loyalist. The loyalist. Number six is, yep, the loyalist. So they are committed security-oriented. Sixes are reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. Excellent troubleshooters. They foresee problems and foster cooperation, but can also become defensive, evasive, and anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. They can be cautious and indecisive, but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. Their basic fear is of being without support and guidance, and their basic desire is to have security and support. When they are growing and healthy, they take on um, nine attributes, the peacemaker, and when they are stressed out, they take on number three attributes, the achiever. So we have three more numbers. Number seven, the enthusiast. Sevens are extroverted, optimistic, versatile, and spontaneous playful, high-spirited, and practical. They can also misapply their many talents, becoming overextended, scattered, and undisciplined. They constantly seek new and exciting experiences, but can become distracted and exhausted by staying on the go. They typically have problems with impatience and impulsiveness. Their basic fear is of being deprived and in pain. Their basic desire is to be satisfied and content. Um... They, when they're growing and healthy, they take on number five, the investigator. And when they are stressed, they take on number one, the reformer. So sevens are going to be like the ones that always want to be going and doing things. They are super spontaneous. So you're like, hey, let's go watch a movie an hour from now. And they're like, yeah, totally. Let's go do it. Hey, let's go on a road trip. Yes, let's go on a road trip. Like they don't really think mm-hmm. like before they do things like sixes are more cautious. And they're going to think Mm -hmm. and they're going to make a plan and they have A, B, C and D plans. 
And sevens are like, let's do it without thinking. So <laughs> yeah, but they are yeah. the ones that are the life of the party and they're super, super fun. All right. What's their so, fear again? Sevens. Yeah. Seventh fear is of being deprived and in pain. So kind of like, you know, being mm. deprived of life and experiences, yeah. Yeah. they probably have major yeah. FOMO. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number eight, which is me, the challenger. Um, eights are self-confident, strong, and assertive, protective, resourceful, straight talking, and decisive, but can also be egocentric and domineering. Eights feel they must control their environment, especially people, sometimes becoming confrontational and intimidating. Eights typically have problems with their tempers and with allowing themselves to be vulnerable. The basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. Basic desire is to protect themselves. We take, when we're growing and healthy, we take on a two, the helper. And when we're stressed, we take on five, the investigator. All right, and lastly is number nine, the peacemaker. Nines are accepting, trusting, and stable. They are usually creative, optimistic, and supportive, but can also be too willing to go along with others to keep the peace. They want everything to go smoothly and be without conflict, but they can also tend to be complacent, simplifying problems, and minimizing anything upsetting. They typically have problems with inertia and stubbornness. Their basic fear is of loss and separation, their basic desire is to have inner stability and peace of mind. When they are growing, they take on number three, the achiever. And when they are stressed, they take on number six, the loyalist. Okay. So those are just like the basic understandings of all of those numbers. Now, uh, obviously, there are things that are um, a lot of times when you deal with these things, you are going to have... Um, like if you take on everything of the number, you know, you may not take on everything, mm -hmm. but they are usually pretty right on. So let's see. Um, all numbers have wings. And so we're going to talk about the wings and what that means. And we're going to go over the stress and growth. But before we do that, I think it's really important for people as a number to just feel loved and accepted um, by the people around them. So I wanted to go over mm -hmm. these numbers and what they would need from you as a friend to feel mm -hmm. loved and to feel accepted, you know? So yes, number ones from friends, they need a friend that helps them to hold it all together, is there to remind them who they are when it all falls apart. So they don't, when everything falls apart, they don't need you to skip out. They need you to be there to hold it all together. And just to, just to be there, you know, because a lot of the times yeah. they feel like everything needs to be perfect. And obviously in life, that's just not possible. And right. when one thing after another becomes to be not it turns out to not be perfect sometimes they feel like their whole world is falling apart and they just need you to be there um yeah for twos twos need a friend that knows what they need but will ask anyway and shows up without being asked to so you're always there to you know like lend a helping hand in a way 
if things aren't going well. I actually was thinking about this because when I think of people around me, I obviously want them to feel that I care. So when I was writing mm-hmm. this today, and I know that you're too, Becca, and I know that my mother-in-law is mm-hmm. a too. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, do I do that? Like as a friend, am I making sure that my twos know that I'm going to show up without them asking me to? And I think that that's mm-hmm. so important about the Enneagram is to, when you know this, you like, why wouldn't you want to make sure that those people that you care about know that you love them, you know? So right. that's what twos need. Um, threes need to be accepted and encouraged in their passions and they need to be showed how to rest in the in-between. Like when things aren't happening, there's nothing going on. Like how do they need to be shown how to like really get rest? Um, And they need to always be like cheered on. So yeah, for instance, like Zach, you know, he's doing his podcast and you're like, yep, that's your night to do what you need to do. You're doing a great job. I appreciate it. I listen to your podcast, like things like that, you know, or Mm -hmm. you are, you got a, what is the word? Why can't I think of it right now? Like you moved up in your company. Oh my gosh. That was promotion. Yes. Promotion. I'm here to support you. You know, like that was super awesome. So, um, fours, need to know that you're not afraid to get lost in the depths with them and encourage them to take the next right step. So fours can get really into their feelings. Um, they're usually the ones that are just very different from others. They're very individual and unique. You, they don't like being like other people. And they so sometimes you just need to be able to go to that like kind of makes me think of like going into the poetry type of realm, you know, of just like really Mm -hmm. going into the arts. And sometimes you just need to just be with them. Just let them get into it. Don't judge them for it. Be understanding, you know? So um, fives need you to listen to understand and then give them space to process things and share that space gently. So (laughs) don't try to like push yourself into their space and take over. Um, fives a lot of times just need, like they, they run on a small battery, um, of dealing with people like for a lot of us, maybe we start at like a hundred percent battery of our social, of being social with people while five start Mm -hmm. more with like a 25% battery of being social with people. So they can only handle people for so long and then they need to go have time to themselves and they need you to understand that. They need that time and you're still going to be there when they're ready to be back. So Mm -hmm. that for me was actually really interesting to learn because my brother and my mom are fives and I never understood Mm -hmm. why they would always want to go take time to themselves. And it kind of bothered me. Um, Like, hello, you're visiting me. Why aren't you spending time with me? They would have like spent time with me and then they would have to go retreat and have time to themselves. So, yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm very also, I feel like I'm very also like four and five. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see now that you're, you're like describing them more. 
you do have some four and four attributes. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, number six, um, they need a friend that will encourage them to share what's in their head. And you need to let them know with actions that they are never alone. Um, sixes can really get in their head and they deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, because they always think of what's the worst case scenario and I need plan A, B, C, Mm -hmm. and D just in case the worst case scenario happens. And a lot of times as their friend, you just need to be there and remind them that everything's going to be okay, but don't ever lessen their fears and don't ever make them crazy for having that anxiety. Um, a number seven is they need a friend that will revel with them in the highs and then knows how to reach them in the lows. So you're with them to ride out that high and be excited with them. But when they hit their low, don't ditch, be there and help Mm -hmm. them get through it because sevens are not good at being in a low at all. So you just need to be there for them. An eight needs a friend that knows their strength and cares to dig for what's behind it and knows their heart and their key and knows that their key motivation for things is good. So um, eights are very strong personality. Like I have a very strong personality. And sometimes when we get passionate about things, we can be um, mistaken for being upset or angry. Um, Mm -hmm. and a lot of Mm -hmm. times we, like, if you know us, what can hurt an eight the most is if they feel like you're good friends and then you judge them for how they behave on something or they do something and you automatically think it's because they're coming from a bad place that can hurt an eight. Because most of the time when we're doing Mm -hmm. things, we're coming from a good place. We're just being misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Um, and a nine needs a friend that knows their power and how to and knows how to be still with them and then fights to hear them. Because a lot of times nines get overlooked um, because they're peacemakers. A lot of times they will let things go and not like really share how they feel about a situation um, because they would just rather keep the peace. But you need to mm-hmm. for nines, you have to take extra time to ask them how they really feel about something and really Mm -hmm. listen to it. Mm -hmm. So um, did you have any questions, Becca? Um, No, I think Zach's is accurate (laughs) for a three because he's definitely a negative nine and a positive six. Yeah. Good. Those are good numbers, man. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I was always like oh pff, three but now I'm like oh you are three okay so we're gonna talk about wings so wings is basically let's say Becca your number is a two so the two numbers that are on either side mm-hmm. of you is one and three so as a two mm-hmm. you are automatically going to take on some characteristics of a one and a three Like, Becca, you love planners, Mm -hmm. correct? Yes, I do. And you like being organized. Yes, I do. like mess. No, I do not. You're a minimalist. So a lot of that's going to take on a one. 
and you know how to set your goals and you know how to work toward them. Like in your business, you set your goal and you work your butt off to hit that goal. Mm-hmm. And you like to achieve certain things, right? Like you just made posh in your company and you, that made you excited to achieve that. Yeah. So that's going to be your three. So as Mm. your number, you always take on a little bit of the wings. What they say is, let's say your number, number two is the steak. Number three and number one is the seasonings. So number three and number one just makes that number two even better. That's basically what your wings are. And every number takes on the two numbers next to them. And sometimes you take on a little bit more of one wing than you do another. I'm an eight and I take on the enthusiast, the seven, a little bit more than I take the peacemaker on. My husband is an eight. He takes Uh on the peacemaker a little bit more than he takes on the enthusiast. So there's a lot of times that I tell him, I'm like, you know, sometimes you're a little passive aggressive and that must be your nine coming out. Right. (laughs) Because nine keep the peace. Yes. I'm the one that's always like, I mean, I've calmed down a lot after having kids and just getting older, but I'm one of those. I'm like, yes, let's go do something. That's so fun. Oh my gosh. Fly over to Utah to spend the weekend with my bestie. Yes. Like, oh my God. Yes. Seven too. So. That's kind of what the wings are. Did you have any more questions about that? Was that clear or? Yes, it was clear because here's the thing is on Pinterest, like I looked up wings and there was one thing on Pinterest that was like, woo, all over the place. So obviously that was not a true wing. The wing is just what what is right next to you. And then that makes so much more sense and only affirms that, yeah, Zach is a three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So obviously, and then there's things like you go deeper into it, which I'm not going to because I'm not understanding this part yet. But supposedly you have a triad, which is you could have three numbers. So I know for me, my triad is Mm -hmm. five and two. Um, And so Mm -hmm. you pass, I mean, you're a two. So I think your triad's the same as mine, two, five, and eight. Um, So when you said that you five, where your five would come in. Um, but I'm not going to go into that. I don't understand that. that, And that is like super more in depth than I, than I can even go. But let's talk about the types and when they are stressful and when they grow. So for number one, which is the reformer, when they are stressed out, they take on a number four. Mm -hmm. And so that's when you, when a number one is irrational and moody, that is them taking on a number four and they're stressed out. When they are spontaneous Mm -hmm. and joyful, that is them taking on a number seven and they are growing and they are healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, For a number two, which I see this all the time. I see this all the time with you, Becca, where you take (laughs) on an eight and I'm like, yep, there it is. But for a number two, when they're stressed out, (sighs) they take on an eight and they become aggressive and dominating. And then when they are growing, they take on a number four. There you go. There's your four that you were feeling. They become self-nurturing and emotionally aware. So I think that's where your intuition comes from is your four. For a number three, when they're stressed, they take on a nine. They become disengaged and apathetic. 
And then when they are growing, they take on a six and become yep. cooperative and committed. Oh my gosh, you totally. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Okay, number four, when they're stressed, take on a two. They are over-involved and clingy. And when they are growing, they take on a one. They're principled and objective. For a number five, when they are stressed, they take on a seven. They are hyperactive and scatterbrained. And when they are growing, they take on an eight. They are decisive and self-confident. When a six, when they are stressed, they take on a three. They become competitive and arrogant. And when they are growing, they take on a nine and become relaxed and optimistic. For a number seven, when they are stressed, they take on number one and become critical and perfectionist. And when they are growing, they take on a number five and become focused and fascinated. For a number eight, what was focused and fascinated. Focused and yeah, because fives really love knowledge. They love to learn and they mm-hmm. want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a number eight, when they are stressed, they take on a five, which is fearful and secretive. And when they are growing, okay. they take on a two, which is caring and open hearted. And lastly, a nine, when they are stressed, take on a six, they become anxious and worried. And when they are growing, they take on a three and become energized and self-developing. So when I say that they take these on, they are still their main number. It's just they will take on some of those attributes as well. So yes, this can get kind of like a little confusing, but there are many, many layers to the Enneagram, which is why I'm so about it. And I'm always learning and trying to figure out more of the people around me Um, because yeah. So Becca, I kind of want you to talk about like what you, as a two, what are things that, that you Mm -hmm. feel a two really, that you really um, resonate with when you read and hear about a two? Um, Well, obviously empathy. Like we have talked about like my, what I feel like is empathic abilities or discernment or intuition, however you want to label it. Um, just like being the supportive counselor, like we, yeah, we love to help and we love to encourage. If we know something that's helpful, we want to give it to you. We want to tell you, we want to give that encouraging word and be there. And twos are definitely like people pleasers at heart. And it's very, it can be very, very negative. It can be very easily um, like woven into codependency and unhealthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And you love to help. Yeah. Well, I love to help. But you love to help there for you it. love to help and be appreciated for helping. Um I love to help and know that it matters. Right. I don't like to I I don't like I'm not the kind of person who 
like will just take on anything to be a helper. I like to help and know it right. matters. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Totally. Because unfortunately for twos, they are so helpful. They are always there when you need something that sometimes they can be taken advantage of. Especially if someone like someone's yes. just like, oh, they're always there to help. And you sometimes can just take advantage of them. And they just want to know mm-hmm. that you appreciate it. And that like it's it's not and I don't mm-hmm. think it's so much like, oh my gosh, like thank you so much. But for instance, like I said, I'm an eight and that's just extra work for me. But my mother-in-law, she does so much for us. She's so helpful all the time. And yeah, it took me until I understood the Enneagram. I for like she would do something and I'd be like, thank you. Or like maybe not really have like a reaction to it. And it would bother her. Like Mm -hmm. it would really bother her that I didn't like really express how I felt about it or that I did like what she had given me. Like, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I had to really express myself like, oh my gosh, you bought that for me. I really, really like that. And then especially if she got something and then we didn't end up using it right away, it really hurts her feelings. Because then she feels like she spent the time to get something and then you didn't really like it. And that hurts her because she's like, oh, man, I must have gotten the wrong thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that we feel like we made a mistake. Because you put put a lot of thought into stuff. Yeah. We try. And unfortunately, (laughs) I think you guys, because this was me before I understood – Unfortunately, I think you guys can just be thought of as super emotional people that just always need someone to assure you. And yes, you yeah. do have emotions because you guys are like the kindest person ever. You lead with your heart. So, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just got to be a little bit more understanding. It's not so much that yeah, you guys cause... are crybabies or anything. It's just you lead with your heart and you really express how you feel. Yeah, because when we're stressed out and we're in an eight mood and we're ready to throw down, we may be crying, but it's just because we are so flipping teed off that everything is coming out. And not only are we going to cry, but we're going to beat some butt while we're crying. <laughs> yes, you don't want to get on their bad side That's because they're eight comes out and it's not good for you because they, they, they full on crying their eyes out while they're yeah. about to beat you down. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. But do you feel like the Enneagram? I'm so sorry, but we have to beat you. Exactly. Ass. Do you feel like the Enneagram has helped you understand yourself more? Yeah. In fact, um, I'm so happy you brought that up because I feel like when you had me take the Enneagram, because it wasn't there one point where you had me take the test and it was a one and you were like, that's not accurate. Um, possibly. <laughs> because yeah because and what happened is I took the test when I was in a very um emotionally unhealthy place and I I was really critical about my answers so another thing that we need to preface is when you take this test this is not a study for a test this is an instinctual right off the bat no changing your answer. What you think is what you put down. And that's how you get your truest answer. Because I took it from, I took the test with you and I really, um, I didn't like that answer because I was dealing with a lot 
And so it made me realize what I was dealing with was like, yeah, I have been a people pleaser and I have been getting walked on. And I was in a place of like, I don't want to be in that spot. So when I took it, I was very unhappy and it made me feel like that's incorrect. I don't freaking do that. I don't do that anymore at least. And so I kind of rejected it and then I took it again and it was still a two. And then I took it in like an unhappy place and it was a one. And you were like, no, dude, you're really just a two. (laughs) And so because I found that out, I was actually able to really dig a lot deeper into who I am and why I am the way that I am. And honest to God, it may sound like really corny, but it made me understand the way I process things so I could do a lot of Mm -hmm. forgiving and a lot of Mm -hmm. understanding and it really, um, it really like propelled me truthfully into like becoming a better person and wanting to do more. Like it wasn't until I knew like my Enneagram and started looking at the Enneagram that I wanted to look more into like why I might be an empath and what that means and how I can help people. And yeah, I do like this. And Maybe I do want to do breath work. And now I'm thinking about all these things. And I don't know that I would have thought of that if I didn't dive into the Enneagram and know more about how I process who I am. Yeah. And I I like how you said that because it's true. I dealt with the same thing of, I mean, I I took the test and then it's telling me all these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. Because they talk a lot about apes and how we don't like being vulnerable. And it's mostly because we don't like feeling controlled. And Mm -hmm. the reason we control our surroundings Mm -hmm. is because we don't want to be controlled by others. So if we're in control, no one else can be in control. And right. Like that was kind of hard for me because I just never thought of myself as a controlling person. Um, And people Mm -hmm. that are controlling drive me up the wall, which now it makes sense why. Um, And so, but to, but two, like people who are controlling drive you up the wall because of the intent in their heart, because you're controlling, I say that in air quotes, because of your main focus, like you said, you do have a pure heart, your main focus is protection mm-hmm. and safety. And that's why you control. Whereas people who are strictly egocentrically controlling, that irritates you because yeah, you know that it's Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so it's just, I, it's, I think it just helps you to be more accepting of who you are when you can see it. Like, oh, that is why I do what I do. I, and I am, I'm a very protective person. You hurt somebody I love and I'm coming after you. And that's it. Like, I'm not going to make excuses. Mm-hmm. If you break my trust, unfortunately, you're probably never going to get it back because we don't like always give our trust easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't be vulnerable with everybody. So if we mm-hmm. are vulnerable with you and then you use that against us, we're pretty much probably going to be done. Um, and it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, we're very, very protective and we're challengers yeah. because we're the ones that are always standing up for justice. If we feel like justice is not being served or rules, we can't stand rules because if they don't make any sense, then we're not about it. Um, you have to make complete mm-hmm. sense if you're going to make up a rule yeah. or for us, it's like, eh, we're not going to listen to that because it makes no sense to us. Um, we are definitely the ones that question 
everything. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not going to take something just at, like at yeah. face value just because you tell us something's supposed to be a certain way. We're not going to just take that. So, I mean, honestly, I, I absolutely love that I'm an eight. <laughs> and um, I honestly yeah. am very, very thankful for finding the Enneagram. As time goes on and as we do more podcasts, I'm sure, you know, we'll share more in depth of who we are. But I definitely encourage you if you don't know what number you are, check it out. Um, the website to do that is uh, www.assessment.youreneagramcoach.com. And Enneagram is spelled E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Um, also, like I was saying earlier, there is a podcast that I like to listen to. Um, she does go more of a spiritual way and how as Christians, how this works as children of God. So if that's not your cup of tea, I'm sure there's other podcasts, but the one that I listen to is your Enneagram coach, the podcast. I really like how she puts things into perspective. She talks on each number so you can find your number and she really goes in depth about it um, because that's what she does. That's, that's her livelihood is she does the Enneagram. So she definitely knows a whole lot more than I do. But I definitely encourage it because it's not just great for yourself, but it's great for understanding those around you, which why not? Why would you not want to understand those around you and what makes them feel loved and accepted and how better you can foster that relationship? Um, But we are coming up on having to end this and hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Yes. So much fun. And um, you can find more about it on our Instagram. Our Instagram is uh, all the things with B and all the things. No, all the things C and B. (laughs) With C and B. So go find us on our Instagram. Follow us, like us, let us know that you listen to this podcast. And if there's anything else you guys want to hear from us, let us know. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Love you guys. Bye. And we will see you next time.